the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Today's edition of the Spot Track Podcast is presented by The Athletic. This fall is an incredible time to be a sports fan. It is a multi-sports mecca. And there's no better place to get breaking news, real-time commentary, and powerful, long-form stories than The Athletic, home to incredible storytelling, relentless reporting, and insightful analysts. The Athletic delivers everything you need in every sports story that matters. Download the app, follow your favorite teams and leagues, and get a personalized feed of ad-free content you simply cannot find anywhere else. For access all these stories, visit theathletic.com slash track S-P-O-T-R-A-C. Get 40% off your first year subscription today. Good Friday morning. My name is Mike Giannetti. Welcome to a little later version of the Track podcast this week. Just kind of letting this sports week breathe a little, honestly. There's a lot going on. Uh, I dove into the baseball last night, bounced around the, the football game, of course. Not too much to get to there. I mean, Brady's Brady, and that team is average right now. They're banged up. They're hurt. They got a little bit more hurt last night. Uh, I don't think it's plus Bears or minus Buccaneers. It's just kind of a game. That's all. <laughs> that was my takeaway from the NFL game there. Uh, obviously, we've got basketball tonight. I think most of us expect the Lakers to finish this thing off. We'll see if Scott Allen agrees. He'll be here soon. Look, we've been bouncing around on these podcasts with a lot of sports content, baseball extensions, you know, obviously the NBA situation and the, and the pending offseason there, even some NHL offseason, which is now here in full swing. And free agency for NHL starts today, by the way. So keep an eye on that. Like I mentioned, there may be some major, big, big-time trades. We've had some medium-sized trades. None of the big ones I, I mentioned might be coming, but keep an eye on that today. But for, for this show specifically, we're going to go back to the NFL. And we're going to keep it easy and clean today because <laughs> we're a quarter of the way through this NFL season. I don't know where we're going to be in two months because of this COVID situation. Uh, you know, we may be talking off season sooner rather than later here, unfortunately. But we're going to start right now. Uh, I'm going to bring in Scott Allen and we're going to talk quarterbacks. We're going to run down this league of the quarterback situation because it's, it's honestly really interesting. We think we just had a quarterback heavy off season. I think next offseason could be crazier. I do. I think it could be we could see six to seven legitimate veteran quarterbacks without a job next year. Not 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 on their team, without a job. And that's what I want to talk to Scott about a little bit. Because if we're getting younger, this could be the the ultimate year where teams decide, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. We're not paying thirty million or thirty five million or twenty five million, whatever it's gonna be. We're just gonna start fresh and take our chances with youth and rookie contracts. So let's bring in Scott and see how that looks from a team-by-team breakdown. First, let's take a break. Have you ever wanted to take a shot at getting $12,000 of Michael Jordan rookie cards or $1,600 of autographed Tom Brady helmets? These hip parade boxes are so great, guys. Fo- follow this stuff on Instagram. You will love it every single day. <laughs> the reactions that people get when they open up a Jordan rookie card. I saw, I saw one the other day. A graded 10 Jordan rookie card. I've seen tons of autographed jerseys and things like that. There's so much to look at right now. Hip Parade is the premier authentic autographed sports memorabilia mystery box manufacturer in the country. Take a shot at getting an autographed item from the biggest names in the game like Jordan, Brady, Zion, Trout, and more. Get your box today at Hip Parade's exclusive online provider, dacardworld.com. That's dacardworld.com. No one has more hits than Hip Parade. Joining the Hip Parade Hopline, Scott Allen. Scott, welcome to the show. I haven't prepped you at all for this <laughs> because <laughs> generally speaking, there's no need, no prep needed when this discussion comes up, but it's time. It's been a couple of weeks. 
We are a quarter way through the NFL season. It's time to talk quarterbacks. We're going to run the gamut here, Scott. We're going to run through every single situation. Up, you know, trending up, trending down, thumbs up, thumbs down. Where is this going to be next year? That kind of situation. Because quite honestly, this could be a bloodbath next in 2021 in terms of veteran quarterbacks, where they are now, where they might be next year, if they have a starting job. I mean, if we've got three legitimate prospects coming out of this 2021 draft, and we've seen how that's gone. It's generally been four weeks sitting on the bench and then started the starting job. Justin Herbert just won the job in, in L.A. I imagine Tua gets it in the matter of the next two weeks. You know, these guys aren't sitting on their butts anymore. So if that's the, if that's the situation we have and there's three new ones coming in, what happens to the list of quarterbacks you and I are about to make right here? Because it's going to be bigger than you think. It really is. Let's just run with it. Arizona's good, we think, right? I mean, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, mean, I don't foresee I don't that changing. I, I love Kyler. He's having a, a rough October. Let's put it that way. He needs a he needs a bounce back game this week. Um, but they're certainly not going to consider moving on in 2021. That one's safe. We already have an issue with Atlanta because I, I know you follow this team. I mean, it's hard not to follow this team with their historic collapses lately. Here's the problem with Matt Ryan. I'm looking at his contract right now, Scott, and it's got 50 million of dead cap next year. Now, generally speaking, you know, I, that that's a no for me. But he's going to be 36 years old next year. This team is going completely backwards. I imagine the coaching change happens within the next month or so, maybe maybe the next week or so. You know, they've got another tough game this year. I, they're playing the worst team in football in Carolina this week. Our, that, that, that's the Vegas odds for the worst being the worst team in football in 2020. I, I think Carolina is going to be favored and good, is going to win. And then that should be the nail in the coffin for this Falcons team. So what do you do? Do you just keep, I mean, I mean, do you just keep pounding your head against the chalkboard here? Let's just put, keep the contract out of it. If there was no contractual obligation to Matt Ryan, there's no way he's back next year, right? No, I don't think so. Especially if they end up down, uh, at the number one pick, um, or even number two, depending on some of these quarterbacks that are playing right now in, in college, uh, with with the trend that's going on in the league, y- you want to draft one of these high caliber college kids coming out and and take your chances at that uh, five six year window with the controlled cost. So it, it outside of the contract, yeah, you you take a shot at one of these uh, draft picks and then go from there. Um, but with the contract, man, that's a huge elephant in the room. And obviously there's always cap manipulation to, to meet the needs that you want. But he, Matt Ryan in 2021 could be the highest paid backup quarterback ever if things continued in this trend. Yeah, he's, he's staring at a almost $41 million cap hit next year in a year where the cap is going to drop. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not good. Five and a half million of his salary next year is already fully guaranteed. Listen to this. That five and a half million guaranteed in March of 2019. We never see that. Never, ever, ever, ever. How many Super Bowls has Matt Ryan won? (laughs) Zero. How the hell did this get into his contract? Patrick Mahomes doesn't even have a two-year vest like that. That's crazy talk. Now, it's not a lot of money. just doesn't happen. You just don't see a two-year prior vest like that with anybody. So, I... I mean, good for him. <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a likable guy. 
He had a couple of really good years. I don't think he's playing terrible football right now. He's just not playing winning football. And he's got weapons. Yes, Julio Jones has been hurt. Calvin really didn't catch a freaking ball last week. And I know you know that too. Because <laughs> you and I, <laughs> I have do. him littered all over fantasy and DFS. But th- there's issues. There's probably coaching and scheme issues. They haven't been the same since Shanahan left. I, it's tough to blame Matt Ryan. But... How you know you just don't look anywhere else these days. You'll start with the coach and then you go to the quarterback. That's just life in the NFL right now. So, I, the contract's going to be a mess. But if they can make this a post June first, I would have I would imagine release. Nobody's going to trade for this contract. You, you know you can split up some of this dead cap a little bit here, so you can actually save yourself cap space doing that. If you release him after June first, you know you're going to clear almost seventeen and a half million dollars in 2021 because of how high the cap it right now is. So I, th- I think the answer is you, you eat the $49.9 million of dead cap over two years, save yourself cap space next year, and change your quarterback. I think that's what's happening with Atlanta. You know, whether or not they can get all the way down to Trevor Lawrence, which from a proximity standpoint is actually a nice fit. You know, he's right there in terms of Clemson yeah. Atlanta right there. But I, that's where I'm putting this team right now, complete overhaul and it starts with the coach, and Matt Ryan's going to be a cap casualty. That's what I'm putting this team right now. We're safe with Lamar in Baltimore. No questions there, yes. although, although I'm not yep. sure he's – he's kind of fallen off the ledge a little bit here in terms of that you know super elite status. He, he, I'd put him in Tier 2 right now if I had to because I'm a little worried that he can't be a consistent 300-yard passer in this league. Not that he has to be, but at some point he's going to have to be. You know, you at some point of the season, you're just going to have to put yourself on, uh, you put your team on your shoulders and be a passing quarterback. I, I love his arm. I love his weapon set. I, I just think he's, uh, you know, I bet I bet Scott because we came into the season with him as a forty-two and a half million dollar valuation. Let's let's remember to look in two weeks, halfway through the season, or excuse me, four weeks, halfway through the season, and see where our numbers have him. Then I, I, I would bet that he's down a bit in terms of where his valuation is. Not much, but I just. Just kind of a gut feeling I have. Buffalo, boy, that uh, that uh, that trended upward <laughs> fast, right? I mean, Josh it Allen, did. Josh Allen went from a maybe to an absolutely, and I think it's a guarantee he gets locked in next offseason. You agree with that? Oh yeah, at this point, definitely. Uh, he he's showing the uh, Buffalo front office that this is the kid that they've developed him. He's showing growth and. Yeah, he's locking himself into a, a hefty extension there for sure. Yeah, right where, right there with Jackson, if I had to guess. Uh, you know, and like I said, week eight, we'll, we'll sit down and, and have a show here and really just reevaluate these guys from a number standpoint and try to guess where it might be because those two are going to be leading the charge for extensions next offseason. Um, Carolina is so interesting. <laughs> so it was interesting when they signed Teddy Bridgewater. It was more interesting when they put a quarter a, a coach in Matt Rule who fits Teddy Bridgewater really well, and then Vegas decided to dis, to make this team the you know the 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 odds on favor to be the worst team in football. That those three things just don't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like you can't have Christian McCaffrey, maybe the best playmaker in the game, and then a coaching quarterback that fit really well on a you know it's not a small contract for Bridgewater. It's sixty three million for three. And then also be pining for the number one overall pick. That something's going to give here. And Bridgewater's looked really good over the past two weeks. These are, this is back-to-back wins for Carolina, which goes against Vegas, of course. And like I said, they get Atlanta this week. This could be a winning streak for a Carolina team that is in flux. 
what is your sense of this team and what is your sense of Teddy Bridgewater in 2021? I think they just needed some time. I mean, with not having any preseason games and, you know, a lack of offseason training, it's sort of the, these four weeks have been their uh, preseason games to get some of the rust off and, and get to know chemistry and all, all things like that. So it may be that Teddy is just finally coming into his own here and understanding how the system is supposed to be working and, and the, the gelling of the offense in itself and is it a fluke that he looks markedly better without McCaffrey or do you think those are two head budding kind of skill sets um yeah I think the latter yeah, uh, I think there's something to I, that right yeah I do because McCaffrey he does so many things that you're going to want to run your offense through him no matter what whether right. it's a, a a dump off pass or a run with him and now Teddy has the option of handing it off to a, a running back that is a running back usually only or throwing it to some of his weapons so he has a little bit more uh, flexibility in the offense now to do what he wants as opposed to the you know coordinators focusing on McCaffrey sure. or the other or the other defenses focusing strictly on McCaffrey and them not being able to move the ball. So the Buccaneers loss last night puts the Panthers in line if they beat the Falcons they'll be tied for first place in the NFC South. That's where we are right now. So not not yep. only are they not the worst team in the league, they're competing for their division right now a quarter way through the season. So I you know, the number one pick is off the table right now for me. I mean, there are way worse teams than Carolina right now, and it's trending upward for this team. They've got to be thrilled. You've got a quarterback who is two for 42 in terms of guaranteed money. That's a steal. Now, we said this last year with Jacoby Brissett, and that's what I want to relate to here. Brissett got injured, obviously, and then really never recovered. And that's all, that's obviously the concern with Bridgewater. He's had a, a you know a, a nasty injury and then a couple of, of dingers as well. And his his gameplay kind of leads to that kind of uh, you know un- uncertainty, unfortunately. But if he's healthy and he's on this contract, it's the, the the everything's flipped for Carolina because now they become you know what people think they are they're going to be a complete disaster. Now they might be one of the best values in all of football. You know, now now you can justify paying McCaffrey sixteen million a year because your quarterback's only worth twenty one a year, and if it's all clicking under Matt Rule's system, man, I mean, you know, the sky's going to be the limit for this offense. They can pay DJ more. They can go out and and bring in a tight end that can make a difference, and they can obviously rebuild this defense, which is the problem with this team. But if they can loan themselves a year here and make this offense work ahead of schedule. This is a team that could really rebuild quickly. It's interesting to see. I was confused. You know, the reason I, I built it up the way I built it up is I was confused all offseason with what this team was doing. Because, like I said, Vegas was saying, no, 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 they're going to be awful. But all these moves kind of made sense. And we're here. I mean, they're making sense. So this is a team to watch for sure. Because if they can maintain this, they're going to be one of the best value situations in the league because of the uh, quarterback situation. I have no idea how to evaluate the next team. I just want you to take it because, again, I opened this show by saying last night proved nothing. To me, it was just a nothing game. It was the Bears are the Bears, the Bucks are the Bucks. Let's just move yeah, on. It I, is. I didn't learn anything. So I, the Bears are 4-1. and one. The, I, I can't knock that. I can't, <laughs> I can't look away from that. 
I don't think Nick Foles is good. But no, he and he he came out of the gate not looking good at all. No, I mean, twi- yeah. Twitter was all a mess on him. Yeah, I stayed away from uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, he won the game, and that's what matters in the league. You know, you win the games; they're four and one. Uh, it may be a situation that neither of these quarterbacks is on their roster next year. I mean, I know they restructured Foles there, but man. I, Foles is so they, cheap, you just keep him. You know, yeah. As a backup, he was a little bit pricey, but not as a starter. I, but even if he, look, he's only going to make four million dollars cash next year. Okay, it's a six and a half million dollar cap hit. You you, you keep yeah, that no you matter keep, what. It's, yeah, you keep him as your bench and bring him in yeah. if you do like you did this year and yeah. and go from there. But I do not see uh, Trubisky being there next year at all. But remember uh, this team. Remember this team when we get to more of these guys quickly. Okay. Because yep. we, we both kind of agree that they could upgrade this position still. Let's just leave it at that. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, they're good. Uh, you know, I think Burroughs had a phenomenal start to his career. I, I, don't, can't, I can't say anything otherwise. I think he's only going up. Baker's been solid. You know, we've knocked him a lot. He kind of shut his mouth and started to play football this year, and it looks good. And, and the, the new coaching regime seems to have that offense clicking a little bit better than normal. You know, obviously the Nick Chubb injury is going to be a problem, but they've got the depth to cover it for now. Uh, I'm going to leave. Yeah, I, I'm going to leave Cleveland alone because obviously the you know Baker's fully guaranteed next year on his on his fourth year. They don't have to do anything. So you know, there's there's still a fifth year option to exercise after that. There's time time for Baker to figure this out. Now, if he had fallen off a cliff these first four weeks, completely different conversation. But but he's holding his own. They're three and one. I expect them to be four and one. So uh, to me, it's just let's just keep going with Baker, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think, I mean, everyone blew the Browns apart after the, the debacle. Rightfully that they had so. Beginning the, rightfully and so. Rightfully so. Yeah. But like I said, with the Panthers, these four weeks were sort of get the rust off, get the chemistry going. And, you know, with the lack of offseason training, yeah. maybe the Browns are just finally coming into their own after all of that. And now they're clicking on all cylinders. They've got a little bit more chemistry because they brought in certain players um, I think it's know, coaching tie- I just think it's coaching uh, I, I really it, do yeah coaching coaching definitely is probably small part upgrade of it. to the offensive line and then this new coaching staff that just knows how to use these toys a little better that's all and Baker's kind of settling in you know he needed a couple of years not just a well, couple of weeks <laughs> well that and they brought in a tight end who's like a yeah. receiver as it is anyway so yeah. you know you've got a little more flexibility with the passing but yeah it, it all falls on on Baker performing and right now he he definitely is firing on all cylinders right now. So we'll see in the next, uh, what, three, four games halfway through. We'll see where they are again. And Dallas, let's not even talk about it. There's nothing <laughs> they can do. No. <laughs> Dak is outstanding. You know, they're not winning games, but there's nothing they can do anyway. I mean, unless they want to put in Dalton and sit Dak to protect him from an injury for, for whatever reason. Um, you know, so they can tag and trade him next year. I, I, I'm not even going to... I'm not even going to breach those kind of conversations. Yeah, right. Uh, Denver, I still think they like Drew Locke, even though he's injured. He should be back here in, the, in a week or two. Let's give him a couple more weeks to figure it out. They're young. Their entire roster is so young that it's really just, you know, figuring out what they have at this point. All right, let's talk about the Lions. Um, I don't think they're coached well. I don't think they have the roster to win, even though, you know, they're going to steal some games here this season. 
this is the, this is where this conversation starts. What what in the world do we do with Matthew Stafford? Because it just kind of feels like it's a little Matt Ryany, right? It's it's it is. it's been going and going and going. He's a heck of an athlete. He's a heck of a quarterback. There's no question about that. But this this roster hasn't changed enough, and his gameplay hasn't improved enough anymore. He's sort of plateaued, which is fine. It's great. He's a great quarterback. The problem is, in you know, ten years ago, this would just be let's find Matthew Stafford a new team. Mm-hmm. I, we're gonna have trouble doing that with Matt Ryan, with Matthew Stafford, with Derek Carr, you know, with Philip Rivers. I, I, I just, uh, you know, that's why we're having this conversation here. So let's leave it alone. Contractually speaking, Matthew Stafford's contract is is right side up next year. So, you know, they can save a good portion of money by moving on via the release or the trade. So. You know, it's it's about twenty million saved next year to move on. There's no guaranteed salary, nothing to deal with. There's a roster bonus, a ten million dollar roster bonus in March. So, you know, it's going to be an early decision based on that, unless they end up restructuring that. But to me, we had this conversation last year, and I think it got close. To me, it's seventy five percent that Matthew Stafford's gone after twenty twenty. Your thoughts? Yeah, I may I may even put that a little higher, okay. especially if it, they continue to trend downward. And here's what I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, all right, if if they could trade him, yeah. where where could he go? Let's but not even I, say I, it yet. Yeah. No, but I, I but I don't even know if these veteran quarterbacks are they even tradable at this point because of what I said at the top. This is exactly these the conversation teams, we're having, Scott. Who's going to take on teams, the veteran contract? These teams want the low yeah. controlled quarterback unless you're a team that is going to be consistently in the you know late 20s in 30s in the draft maybe you'll take a shot on him because you need a quarterback with a veteran team that you already have and you just need that new piece because your quarterback isn't sufficing right now otherwise any team that has zero wins one win uh, by the end of the season two or three wins you don't, you don't want to trade for these kind of contracts for these quarterbacks because, A, they've got mileage on them. B, they have contracts that are going to hurt you, especially in a cap going down. So <laughs> I, I just – I these hit between him and Ryan, I just don't know. So, someone's going to take a chance because they always do. But, man. Okay. I, 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 we should have opened the show with that. That was well said. But <laughs> that's a – that's exactly why we're doing this. And let's move a little quicker and try to identify those teams because I think there's two. Okay. I think there's two, Scott. <laughs> two. <laughs> and there's way more quarterbacks than there are teams available for them. So Green Bay, I, boy, after a messy 2020 offseason, it just uh, it's laughable at this point that we <laughs> considered anything else. I know. I, I, mean, know. I, I, I tweeted out a couple days ago, Jordan Love's going to make the easiest $12 million in the history of sports. He's just going to sit there. He's going to make $12 million fully guaranteed, and he's going to be the guy that, I don't know, relit Aaron Rodgers' fire, whatever the hell you want to say about it. I, I don't even care at this point. Rodgers is so fun to watch. The dude is laughing while throwing passes in the league. He's literally laughing well, out loud as he's making plays. It's just, just amazing. I, I, saw, I saw a tweet. It was Aaron Rodgers and the undrafteds versus Matt Ryan and the first rounders. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, I had to laugh because it's yeah. true. Yeah. After everything that's gone on, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And no. Aaron Rodgers is, is doing what he's doing with the, the roster that he has. Matt Ryan, you'd think he'd be lighting it up. And it, it's not, I mean, <laughs> they, they are, but their defense is a, a train wreck. So, yeah, I mean, right now, Rodgers is doing what he's doing. Yeah. It's sort of showboating for the league. This is what I can do if I come to your team, if the Packers do really want to move on from me. Uh, so it's sort of like a show. Sh- I'm going to show you what I still have in me and, I mean, and go from there. I mean, the the light of fire stuff is good, good talk radio, but there has to be some justification. I mean, he's, oh. he's responding to it, not just with his play. He, he is literally like basically saying like, yeah, you know, they pissed me off. <laughs> so I, he's saying it out loud. So it, I, I guess it's working. I guess, you know, I, I guess the Jordan Love situation is clearly working in some small way. But Sean Watson, you know, the coach went, he stays, right? That's just how that's probably going to work. He's going to be there for the next iteration of this. And the contract looks good. So, you know, as messy as Houston might be in other places, the quarterback situation looks good there. Okay. This is a, this is a fringe quarterback situation team in Indy because this defense is for real best defense of football right now through four weeks they get the Browns this week so there's a good test coming up um you know Rivers is Rivers he's the exact same player we saw in and with the Chargers for the past three seasons truly I mean and I'm not knocking him this is just the player he is possible Hall of Famer you know fringe Hall of Famer this is this is Philip Rivers I, we mentioned Brissett I, I don't think they go back to that well at all if this team is good, great maybe, and Rivers wants to go to the booth next year, which I think is very likely, this is one of those teams that's, that might say, okay, we, we don't want a rookie yet. You know, we, we don't want to select. They may select somebody number 26 overall. You know, they, mm-hmm. might, they might acquire Jordan Love from the Green Bay Packers. That, they could do that too. But, but this is one of those teams I'm going to put in Dak, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan world, okay? Yeah. This is okay. one of those teams. They're third in my list of those teams that could acquire a veteran quarterback that may fall out with their current team right now. That's all I'm going to say about them. I assume you agree with that because this is a good team, right? I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Okay. Jacksonville, you know, Gardner Minshew's Gardner Minshew. They're going to take one of those three draft picks. Do you agree with that? I do. Okay. Let's move on. Kansas City, any <laughs> any uh, any issues with the, with the quarterback in Kansas City? <laughs> Who 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 yeah. is that again? Yeah. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. No he, issues. He's there for he's there for at least eight years. As long as he wants to. That's what yep. his quarterback. That's what his contract says. It is a player option contract. It's a beautiful thing. Derek Carr is Derek Carr, and that's good enough. It's it's Matthew Stafford light is what it is. It's Matthew Stafford light. He's a he's a strong quarterback. He has weeks where he looks phenomenal. He has weeks where he looks, you know, <laughs> not so good. So. I imagine they move on. Is are, are the Las Vegas Raiders a draft pick team or are they a free agent quarterback team? I'm going to go there a free agent quarterback team and I think this is a team that that if Dak walks, <laughs> that's a place for that's the place for Dak because the name the 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 roster that they have right now with some of those weapons, it would fit Dak really well and I think they are a free agent team. And that's what their front office would want. They want splash. Okay, Mike, unless they're going to be, unless they're going to be the worst team and, and get Lawrence or a huge name 
that people yeah, are Yeah, they're not bad enough for that. They're not bad enough. You, not, you and I both know that. So they're going to be in the middle of the draft. Years. Yeah, yeah. Look, we know Mayock likes to make big swings. We've seen it already, you know, in the Amari Cooper trade and the Cleo Mack situation. We know that he is, he is going to be somewhat reckless with this cap situation. I'm glad you said Dak before I did because let's just say Dak is tagged again at 37 and change. I think the Raiders trade for that. I, I think they do. I think the Raiders find a package and trade for Dak Prescott on the tag and then extend him. Yeah. If I was a betting man, this is the team I would say would do it. John Gruden doesn't want yeah. a rookie. No, he doesn't. That, that, that setup is not built for a rookie quarterback, even if they might get there. And they might take one, like I said. These teams all should take one. I mean, there's just no reason not to in this day and age. But I, I think they go big after Dak, which is hysterical because of all the things that the Raiders could be doing. But you're right. This is, that, this is going to be year two in Vegas. They're going to be opening this stadium next year, you know, knock on wood. They, they got to have a splash. They got to have something with some flair. Dak is flair. Now, he's not, you know, the flashiest guy in the world, but he's, he's putting up 500 yards a game right now. That's got to be making John Gruden drool. So, yeah, I think we're both on the same page here. I think this is a Dak landing spot if, if that availability rises. Enough said? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think that's where where things are trending. And, you know, that that 37 and change tag. Now, if they make a trade, is it? You just have to be able to handle round? it for the trade. Just to handle so, for trade. So, okay. so, so you've got to be able to handle that $37 million when you acquire him, and then you can extend him immediately and lower that cap hit. But, yeah, it's going to be at least one first. At least. Oh, yeah. But I think the Raiders are a team that, depending on where they end up, if they end up uh, as a like fringe playoff or mm-hmm. you know in in the late twenties, they'll take they'll give up that first round pick for Dak because they know they're getting that veteran experience out of the gate yeah. and it's it equi- it, it to the to that first round yeah. pick anyway. So yeah, Chargers are Patriots. good. Yep, Chargers. Rams okay. Rams are good. We think. I mean, Goff is locked in. He's playing well enough. Dolphins will, will be good with Tua outside of an injury. Let's keep an eye on that, by the way. I mean, if Tua gets if Tua gets injured in these next seven, you know, ten weeks or so, that team could be right back where they started. I mean, that's obviously the knock with Tua is the is the health. The Vikings. Yeah, I think it's in, Go ahead. I think it's inevitable that he he's gonna be in the next week or two. Yeah. I mean, we Ryan Fitzpatrick is in Fitzpatrick mode here, so it's inevitable that he shows up and um I, I'm interested to see him play. I want to see what he's got in, in the tank here and sure. and see if he can rise that Miami Dolphin team. Um Kirk Cousins is fully guaranteed through twenty twenty two. Uh Unfortunately for Vikings fans, I think, I, I think they probably have run their course with Cousins, who is just Cousins. I mean, he is who he is. I, I like him. I don't, I don't love him. I don't think anybody loves him. He's just not that kind of a player, but they're stuck with them unless they can find a trade partner, which the point of this show is to tell you that they're not going to be able to. The Patriots, I'll let you take the floor. Yeah, I think the way Cam was playing 
I, I think they are going to want him back. I could see them tagging him. Um, so you think it gets that far? I think there's a lot of people that think they extend him in, the, in this season. Yeah, I guess I could see that happening. I guess I got to see a, a little bit more. We, we've had a small sample size. So I think if we're reconvening at eight games here and talking about this again, okay. and he's still putting up the numbers and in, in moving the ball down the field and, and keeping the Patriots in a winning mode, then yes, I could see them uh, doing the extension right away. And for cap purposes, especially with, you know, if the cap is falling or wherever it may be for next year, then they at least have some manipulation of that and not having to uh, take on the 30, 30 some million dollars for um, uh, in a franchise tag. Uh, so they may have a little bit more manipulation there. But I, I'm going to I'm going to hold off and see where he is towards the eight game mark and see if he's still producing at that rate. Um but they may get to a point where they don't extend him and then they franchise tag him. I don't foresee this team um, wanting to go out in the free agency market, even though we've listed five or six quarterbacks that could come in. Sure. I think they, I think they like him. I think Bill Belichick likes him. He seems way more open this year, especially in his comments about yeah. Cam, which is an anomaly in itself. Um, you know, you make a great point. Um, you know, we're having this discussion about these guys that may become available. That would behoove the Patriots to wait, right? I mean, it, you wait and see who becomes available because, look, it, it's, not a, it's not a given that they like Cam more than Matthew Stafford or Cam more than, you know what I mean? I mean, they might, right. maybe Belichick has eyes on one of these guys we're talking about and he wants to, to keep things close to the vest until February and see what happens when see what kind of moves become become hot stove discussions because Cam's great and he you know he can be great but look at there's going to be a ceiling here eventually I you're right that I think the right move is just to see how 2020 works in in its entirety and then see where some of these chips start to fall because uh, look Dak Prescott's an upgrade to Cam Newton and the, the Patriots are going to have more cap space than any team in football next February. It's just going to be a fact. That's just the way things fell right now. It's the way things worked. So if they, if they think Dak Prescott's an upgrade and there's a chance to get Dak Prescott, the Patriots do that, in my opinion. That they, are, they become that team. So, yeah, you know, maybe the talk about Cam getting extended now is nice, but it would behoove them to wait because these options are right. going to be available and we're not even done yet. We're not even halfway done yet. Right, and we, we talked about the Raiders potentially giving up a you know draft yeah. picks or whatever to get Dak. New England is a team that is synonymous with stocking up on draft picks, and then For they assets. don't have a great yeah. they, that, but they don't have a great track record with their draft picks as a whole. <laughs> so if they you didn't compile, like what you saw from Jared Stidham, Scott, <laughs> <laughs> if if they stockpile all of these draft assets mm -hmm. and then they can just package them all and and flip them for someone like Dak then that might be a, a new MO for the Patriots I mean what a dream February that would be <laughs> it that, would you know what I mean I don't know we're we're uh, we're going crazy here but the, what's not crazy is is that this is going to happen there's going to be availability like this no matter what we do 
you know, unless the Lions keep banging their head against the chalkboard, like I said, unless the Falcons decide that changing the coach is enough and they can keep Matt Ryan, I, I just don't think it's likely I, right now. I just don't. I, I, I don't either, but the NFL, you know, they're, they're very conservative as far as making trades and, and doing some of these things. And I've said this before, I would love to see more teams take chances. And we've seen it in other leagues. Some of these players, they just need to go to another team and have yeah. a new fresh look, a new roster, a new um, clubhouse to go to. And some of these quarterbacks may just need that. And I, I would love to see some of these teams take a chance instead of just going into the draft and taking a, a guy and trying to build him. I would love to see him take a chance on some of these quarterbacks that still have the tools and, and it may, it may work out like the, the Toronto Raptors, you know, making yeah. a trade for Kawhi and then you win the win the championship and then it, you, you move on, but they, they still have their core and they're still going deep in the playoffs, but they took that chance. I'd love to see NFL. I'd love to see more teams do that. Quarterback trades are good for everybody. <laughs> um, look, I, and, and not to go back to it too much here, but Matt Ryan's, like I said, is sitting on a $41 million cap hit and the league cap may be 180 next year. That's just a fact. I, some of this is going to be driven by finance. You know, the teams just literally can't fit square peg in a round hole. Can't do it, you know, because the cap is dropping that much next year. So there's going to be a lot of reasons to have these discussions for a lot of these teams, but money is going to be a big part of it. So teams that have cap space, look, we're seeing this right now in the NHL. Uh, The Ottawa Senators (laughs) did everything possible to load up on cap space because they knew that the cap was going down or staying the same. It stayed the same. And there are good teams that can't afford their players. And they are poaching, you know, above average players off teams right now because they have the ability to do that. That's, the, that's what the New England Patriots are going to be able to do next year. Now, whether that's the quarterback position or a legitimate wide receiver, whatever it's going to be, they're going to be doing it. They're going to be poaching. So these conversations sound ridiculous in week five of the NFL season. But let's, I, I'm preparing you for what's happening financially with this league because I'm seeing it right now in the NHL. We're going to see it in the NBA in two weeks, Scott. We're going to see it. We're going to see teams yeah, trade, sign and trade players because that they love because they, they fiscally can't make it work this year, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, we've talked about that exhaustively. Yeah. Hey, let me, I, have a, I have a quick question for you, and this is probably going to sound kind of ridiculous, but can a team – can a team say, I'll trade you some of my dead cap? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and say, I, I, I think that would be interesting. I didn't think, I thought it was against the rules to do so. Well, but I figured I'd bring it up because I think it's an interesting thing of if, if say the Atlanta wanted to do a restructure now and then trade him. So his cap was lower, but say, I'll, I'll send you 5 million of this dead cap. So we don't have to deal with it and you can deal with it because you want him as your quarterback. So they can, they can split the bonuses. Yes. Anything unpaid, they can sort of treat that way. But if it's been paid, anything paid and sitting there as dead cap already, they can't touch it. I, look at it, it's kind of the the Brock Osweiler situation, right? Which the NFL is actually starting to mitigate that a little bit too. You know, where you, where you trade somebody on a high cap for a good draft pick that the other team doesn't even want the player. You know, they just want to take the cap on because they can afford it. Patriots might be doing that too, right? They might be doing, they might be buying draft picks next year. We have no idea what New England's thinking right now if they're going upwards or downwards. But they've got the keys. That's that's the point. So yeah, there's going to be teams ready to do this. All right, let's keep moving a little quicker. Ready? Saints, any idea? 
Not even worth speculating, right? No. Is Jameis Winston no. the starting quarterback for the Saints next year? I think there's a high probability of Me that too. happening. I do too. Giants could be looking at a change. If Daniel Jones is still a bag of bones in 2020, I mean, he's gone kind of backwards here a little bit. This could, and you, this is the worst team in football right now outside of the Jets. So this could be, yeah. this could be a, a redraft team, right? It could be a re. Oh, excuse me. It could be a redraft. Um, I almost want to say this could be a team that may want to pull a trigger on a trade because of what you have with Barkley. Now Barkley, he's yeah. going to be out for a year, or so. Um, maybe, maybe you don't want to pull a trigger on a trade right now and bring in a quarterback when you don't have Barkley or a uh, defense for, they need a defense, or a defense too. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be free agent and draft heavy on the defensive side of the ball. So, so they're going to want to keep their quarterback cheap right now. Yeah, they are. But I, I think at least with this team, anything is possible because they need everything. So sure. if, for some reason, they don't land at the number one pick and don't get uh, Trevor Lawrence. Then uh, may- maybe they want have their eye on a different quarterback and they go that route. Maybe they'll take a defense and Trubisky, just, Dwayne Haskins. Or, yeah, and we've listed like five <laughs> other quarterbacks that could potentially, you know, they could trade for for a year or two sure. in, in waiting and then go from there. So I think the Giants, out of all these teams, the Giants are more. Of the most wide so you're open thinking more team. like a Bridgewater situation, more of like a bridge quarterback. Yeah, I do because Tyrod if, Taylor, one of those players. Yeah, yeah, because if Barkley, what he ACL, maybe he'll be back at the beginning of the season. But are yeah. the Giants going to want to tempt that and play him in the season? They bring him halfway. If he just takes off this season and next season, then you just bring in someone that can. I'm going to give you the name keep, right now, Derek Carr. Okay. Derek Carr, oh, starting quarterback yeah. for the New York Giants in 2021. I like that. All right, let's move on. Okay. Jets. Oh, man. This is another team just like the Giants. Yeah. I think anything's wide open. They're both at the bottom. I think, you know, Darnold, he shows Darnold. very small flashes. I think he's done. I do, too. I think, uh, I think Le'Veon that, Bell's done. I think Adam Gase is done. I think this whole core is done so what the hell do you do with that I, what you do is you you do what some of these other teams have done you you get rid of your dead cap Let, let's look at the buffalo bills Sa- sure. same uh division here they came in they got a new regime and they got rid of all of the headaches that they needed to they kept who they wanted to they made smart free agent asset um, uh, acquisitions from other teams that they knew uh, were high quality players and had no issues off the field. They they brought in all these guys and then they built their. Uh, they've drafted pretty well. They've drafted players that have come in right away and and helped out. Yeah, they they drafted Josh Allen, but they drafted him after having stop right there. Him. That's the point. That's the point. This is what I don't right. think should happen. First of all, you're exactly right. Um, it's about cleansing right now. And, and, you know, the names I mentioned are the start, obviously, but there's more. There's more that they could purge right now. They are not ready for a quarterback. They're not. They're not ready for Trevor Lawrence, even if they, ha- they might have the, the availability to take him. Now, they, they take him if they're number one. But they need offensive line. They need defensive line. They need a secondary now to replace Jamal Adams <laughs> and their cornerback situation. They need so much right now. 
that dropping a quarterback in here, I don't care who it is, is going to be a mess. Is going to be an absolute mess. So, you know, if you get Trevor, you take Trevor. But I think the, I think the better approach, Scott, is rebuild this roster first. Yep. Take on and your dead cap hits. Purge yourself in 2021. Start Joe Flacco. Or, or keep Darnold and start Darnold if you want. But start somebody on a minimum contract, whether that's your Darnold contract or one of these veterans we're talking about, about who you can get dirt cheap for a one-year deal. I, I don't think they're ready for anybody right now in terms of a franchise quarterback. So, yeah, I, I think the Jets are that far down that they have to continue to go down and completely purge for 2021. And, and if that's the if that's the thing that they want to do and they don't want Lawrence, then maybe it's it will behoove them to, if they are the number one Yeah, pick, trade it. Trade it. Trade, trade get, back to number get, four and, and load up, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, get two, get two, number, uh, two first-round picks for next year where you may have more, you know, be able to scout some of these players a little bit more. And um, there's, there's always quarterbacks that rise out of nowhere. Look at Joe Burrow. He, he rose out of nowhere and sure. then he became the number one pick. So there's always going to be a quarterback that rises out of nowhere. So if they can stockpile their, their offensive line, their defensive line, their, their, their backs, their, you know, do everything around the team so that when you do get your quarterback at a cheap value, a la Kansas City Chiefs, a la Baltimore Ravens, right. um, they're ready to go. And because these quarterbacks are coming in ready, they're they're for the most part, unless you're taking a quarterback as a uh, developmental quarterback, these guys that you're taking in the top are essentially ready out of the gun. So. The Jets, I think, are a complete rebuild, but don't take your quarterback unless you need to. They're, they're going to be a team that needs to bring in that uh, free free agent gap filler and and, and go from there. They're, they are a definite five-year project right now. They are not going to turn it around next year. So all of this makes perfect sense, which means the Jets will definitely trade for Matthew Stafford, right? <laughs> who knows they may they may they may take a chance maybe they're a team they'll take take a chance on stafford or matt ryan or any of these other teams that i do not see them as going after dak um i could see them going after Derek carr um oh my god jets fans may, would may, burn the city down <laughs> may, maybe maybe they're a team uh, just to be funny here on a Friday, maybe they'll go for the Kirk Cousins out of the Vikings, and then we'll have a situation where we have Brett Favre and the going Minnesota no, and the no. Jets and all that. No, I'm just kidding. No, the Stafford one actually makes a little sense because it's the contract's not awful. It's sort of Bridgewatery at this point, but they're just but not, is, they're just not that kind of franchise right now. They're not ready for that by any means. I was gonna say, I, I, I can't see that happening at that extent because. They don't have the assets around him. And Stafford's going to go from... They can't protect anybody. They, they, they just no, don't they have can't. the... That's the one thing... You mentioned the Bills. That's the one thing the Bills and the Cowboys, by the way, did correctly. Draft offensive linemen high for two years. Poach some off the free agent market, some, some depth players. Get yourself absolutely loaded with great offensive linemen. I know it's easier said than done, but you have to do it. Then you drop your quarterback in. Then you give a guy Correct. give a guy a chance. Darnold's a hell of a talent. There's no question. He has no chance. Zilch. 
he can't even make his progressions right now because that offensive line is so bad. So in saying all that, they better they better take a year to fix the trenches before they do anything at the quarterback He's, position. The the last thing I'll say with the with the Jets here is if Darnold flames out here is <laughs> does any team ever draft a quarterback out of USC again? Oh my god. They they, they have not a bad had, decade. It, 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 decade it's been a Carson bad, Palmer was he the decade and a half. Is it Carson? He's probably the last really good USC Trojan quarterback to come out, I, I would guess. I mean, I mean Barkley's a, a decent backup. Darnold's going to be a decent backup. Yeah, I'm good. Matt, Lo- Matt Liner. Liner. Sanchez was, well, Sanchez. Yeah. And the Jets had that in, in their backyard. <laughs> no, he, yeah. he won him a playoff game. That's, we're, we're, we're underselling Sanchez a little bit here. But man. Right. <laughs> how about how about the Jets just stop drafting USC quarterbacks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what are we talking 100%. about here? All right. All right, we're halfway through here. Let's get time to take a break and uh, check out the athletics, Scott. Have you been there this morning yet? I have not. Oh, what good are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to imagine, and I, I, it's been a few minutes since I've looked, I'm going to imagine there's some Tom Brady <laughs> verbiage there. Um, did you watch the game? Did you finish the game? Uh, I watched the beginning and the middle. I didn't get to the end. So you didn't see the questionable play. Um Here's what they're saying. They're saying Brady thought it was third down when it was fourth down to finish the game. And he didn't realize he didn't have another another throw. <laughs> Is that age? Is he overwhelmed? It was a sloppy game. So, I mean, that's what that's what the storylines are going to be today. I can guarantee you that uh Brady made a mental error and really the entire Buccaneers team was making mental errors all night. So, it was sloppy. What are you going to do? Yeah, uh, I, it, it probably is, you know, it's a Thursday night game. Th- weird things happen on Thursday night yeah. games as it is anyway. So that seems like a good enough be, explanation as any. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, things happen. You know, people are human and they make mistakes. And this is just a mistake that he made on national TV. Week five. <laughs> do they make the playoffs? Yeah, I think they make it. Me too. I think there are enough bad teams in the NFC. I mm-hmm. think they're going to be okay. Okay, moving right along here. We just finished the Jets. That means we're on the Eagles. This is uh, this one's going to be complicated. It's going to be complicated all year. Carson Wentz's contract is not friendly next year in terms of moving on, as we've discussed it at length. What what is your sense? I mean, the NFC East is completely up for grabs, completely up for grabs. And honestly, so are all the quarterbacks in it. Yeah, you're right. And with his contract situation, they really can't get out. Otherwise, they're going to I mean, the only way they can sort of get out is 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 a trade Mm -hmm. uh, with next year. And if it's a post six one trade for that matter, Um so I, I think they're kind of stuck with him. I think they'd need to bring in whatever guru that they need to find to f- reinvigorate Wentz to. So you think uh, it's a coaching he, change, even though they just won the Super Bowl? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I think so. Some, I think it's possible too, be, Scott. I really do. I, I think something's I think something's off. And when you, they've invested, and this is the first year, well, I guess second year of this extension. Yeah. Um, they've they've got to do something. And if it, it's a quarterback coach that you got to bring in, or someone to help with mechanics or whatever it may be to get him in, in a mindset that he was before that the Eagles wanted to extend him, then they have to go that route because otherwise they're stuck with him financially for the next year or two. At least one, Pro- probably two, at least one. I-, I agree with all of that. And look, it's early. They're one, two, and one. They've got a tough Pittsburgh team this week, so it might get worse before it gets better. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, they could be, they could win. They probably should win this division all things considered now, as long as they can get healthy and, and stay on track here. And then it's not even a conversation heading to 2021. But as of right now, it's a question mark, at least. At, at best, it's a question mark. And, I, and we're going to say that with every, literally every single NFC East team. Dak, who knows? Carson Wentz is meh. Washington just made a, a wholesale change. I mean, literally, literally dropped Haskins from one to three. And we talked about Daniel Jones and how it's kind of regressed a little bit. So... What what a division! Holy cats! Well, uh, it's going to be must see TV because it might be that bad. To be honest, uh, the Steelers again. I just kind of mentioned they're playing great ball. They they, they kind of got derailed a little bit here with the tight with the Titans COVID situation, but they're three and zero heading to a a favorable matchup against Philly here. I, does Ben get out before it gets bad? What do you think happens with him, or is he too much of a gamer? I mean, he's he's sort of alluded at retirement maybe two, three times now in the past five years. So, you know, he's he'd be heading into a contract year in 2021. It's a high cap. It. It's 41.25, which means if I'm looking at that, he's either going or getting extended. So of those two options, what happens to Roethlisberger in 2021? If, if they win the Super Bowl, he rides off into the sunset. Sure. Otherwise, he's a gamer. I think he'll try to play as long as he can. I mean, I started watching some of the uh, rehab videos that have been posted that you yeah. you mentioned a few ep- uh, episodes ago. And, you know, he, he he's got that mindset of, I want to do this. I'm going to play. I'm going to get back to where I was. And I think he will try to play as long as he can. Um, and if that means extending him, then so be it. But I think if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll he'll hang up the hat and move on and do whatever he's going to do. But um, that, that that's what I'm going to go with. That's fair. Let me throw this into the conversation, though. Juju Schmidt-Schuster and James Conner are both unrestricted free agents after 2020. So, and they generally don't pay those guys. I mean, almost never. Is he here for another iteration of this? You know what I mean? Like, I do. Winning the Super Bowl is the easy answer because I think that's, you know, I think even Mike Tomlin might go after that. But, but if, you know, it's going to be one of those three-year turnarounds here for Pittsburgh, which we've seen them do so many times here. It's been really impressive how relevant they've stayed in the AFC in the AFC with, with Ben's tenure. But this is going to be kind of reversing back to square one, rebuild on the fly kind of situation for this offense. 
it's doable, but with the lower cap, you know, I guess it's possible that you extend those two guys on small contracts just to keep Ben relevant right now. But I, I, I think I'm leaning towards no for next year for Ben. I'm, I'm leaning towards they realize the situation they're in from a team building standpoint and that, that it's probably better to break it down a little bit and, and go younger. I don't know if that's possible. I mean, are they are they one of these fringe teams for a free agent quarterback? If that's the case, yeah, I guess it's so you tough to read this that. team. It's so tough to read it. It is because as a free agent, you know, you mentioned those two players. If they end up leaving Pittsburgh, what is left there as far as, you know, well, we've said that so many times and then they just backfill with their draft picks. It just seems to work out so well. So I'm not, I'm not losing confidence. I'm just saying this is one of those years where their, their, their high draft pick weapons are going to be expiring. So maybe it's all nothing, you know, maybe Ben just comes back and says, all right, who's next up? You know, who am I throwing the ball to? Let's go. He's done that for so long. I guess I'd probably like 49% that he comes back next year. How about that? <laughs> like okay. 1% less than, than 50, 50. That's all I'm going to say. Cause I think it's could go either way for sure. All right. Now it gets fun. San Francisco, the Super Bowl runner ups last year. We saw what happened when Garoppolo wasn't playing for that team last week. Um, they get Miami this week and probably Garoppolo back. This is going to be the savior career week for, for Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I mean, if I'm a betting man, and I know you and I play some DFS, it's probably a pretty good week to play Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> because he's going to be out to prove something, and the Dolphins' defense is exactly the kind of situation you want to be in. I, I, I mean, 303 touchdowns is probably what's happening for Garoppolo this week. And if that's the case, and they get back on a winning track, and they become relevant in that in that East in that NFC West again. I, I don't even know though. Is it enough? I mean, he got into the Super Bowl and they tried to replace him this off season. You know, they they called Brady. Where are we with Garoppolo? Is it going to be year to year for and you know indefinitely with him? The contract yeah, is the contract I, is completely I, year to year. So is that how they're treating I, him as well? I do. I think it's a year to year thing, and if someone better comes okay, up. Let's stop right there. Go that route. Cause that's the conversation we're having. Right. So are these options better that we've laid Except out? There are a lot of, there are a lot of options better than Jimmy Garoppolo right now, especially with some of the uh, uh, players that are around him. I mean, we, we've mentioned uh, a handful of guys and I think I would take any of those guys, especially in a trade uh, over Jimmy at this point. This is a t- this is a very interesting team. This is one of the teams on the top of my list because if they are same old 49ers and now their division is just it's better. I mean it's good. It's a, one of the best divisions in football. They're going to have to improve this position. And I like Jimmy a lot and maybe he takes steps forward these next 10 weeks or so that shuts us all up, but if it's same old same old at the end of 2020, I think it's a darn near guarantee that they try to upgrade this and you know is it Stafford? <laughs> yeah, Stafford. Um, I, I mean, do, they're, do, in, do, they're in on Dak, but I, I just. I, I mean, 
does Kyle Shanahan love Matt Ryan enough to I, want to trade for Matt Ryan? I, I, he, Matt Ryan's going to be 36. But is 36-year-old Matt Ryan in a Shanahan system better than Jimmy Garoppolo at 29? It's, it's such an interesting question because you're right. The, it is. The, the fit is obviously there. There's no question that the fit is there. He's not. I, I don't know. I really don't know the answer. I, I don't. I just know there's going to be names available, and I think they're better than Garoppolo. That's all I'm saying. I think they're better than Garoppolo. And, and if you're a team that you think you 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 can compete in your division, you can compete to make the playoffs, sure. and y- you think you need that change now. M- make that trade now. If even if you put out the feelers, if you're San Francisco and you think, oh man, we're, we're just going down the same path here. Let's throw out a feeler for Matt Stafford. Let's throw out a feeler for uh, Matt Ryan, just to see what the asking price might be to go right now, especially the way Atlanta has been. And I mean, their coach is probably the next one to go anyways. Um, yeah. So I think if you're a team on that fringe and you think you're that one quarterback away as you know, 49ers could be in that conversation depending on how, where they go in the next few games here. Um, you may want to pull that trigger and, and at least throw out the feeler. And if it is something that you think you can do, I think you make that that change because even if you have Matt Ryan on two or three years, yeah, that's probably better than Jimmy Garoppolo on a year-by-year basis and you dragging your feet, humming and hawing, um, I, I'd rather as a, if I was a 49er fan, let, let, let's take that chance. If it doesn't work, then so be it. We tried it. Okay. I'm going to roll through the next three teams because Seattle's stable. Tampa Bay has Brady guaranteed for the next year and Tannehill's guaranteed for the next two years. So let's not even put them on the table. Do we even discuss Washington? <laughs> I, I guess yeah, we have I think, to. I think you I think you have to at this point with the, you know, is Dwayne Haskins heading for a Josh Rosen situation where he's just going to get outright, you know, traded for a fifth or a sixth as depth? Um, no, I think he's going to end up as a Jamarcus Russell type. Just gone. Conversation gone. Not going to get another chance. Wow. And we're going to talk about him as a bust, big bust. I think so. I think that's where we're going. Oh my goodness. Okay, your neck of the woods here. Awful division, but are they the worst team in that division? No. Even no. with the injuries, right? I mean, is Chase Young out for an extended period here? Because that defense was good for the first two they weeks. They were. So I think if they can get Chase Young back, I think they're going to win a handful of games just because that defense is going to keep them in the game. And, you know, who knows with – the quarterback situation, what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, but we kind of know Alex what Kyle Smith, Allen is, you know, yeah, I mean, but Al- Alex Smith, I know his injury, but if he comes in, say he, say he can play and he can at least manage a team like he was. And, yeah. you know, he is a, a huge upgrade over Haskins. He is an upgrade over Allen. They're, they're starting Allen because you sort of have to yeah. bring Alex Smith slowly back into the fold here. But if if he does play, uh, if Allen gets injured and you have to bring in Smith, a that's going to be an awesome comeback uh, story. Um, but 
I think Alex Smith, with some of their weapons that they have, especially uh, some of those wide receivers, he's going to be able to throw that ball to them, and I think they may be able to win some more games than the Giants here, for sure. So is our takeaway that Alex Smith finishes this season and is the has the upper hand to be the starter in 2021? Is that, what, is that your sense? Yeah, I, I would not put that past any of the scenarios that we've talked about with any of these teams, whether you bring a team in or, or a player in or not, if Alex Smith is a competent quarterback and he can withstand uh, the defensive sacks and the, the mobility that he's going to have to have. Uh, yeah, I could foresee him being the quarterback and I'm sure he wants that, that chance to at least get on the field to prove himself Uh so I, I would not put that by. I would uh, not recommend playing Alex Smith against the Rams. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's uh, let's wait two weeks and uh, you know let Kyle Allen take some licks and then maybe we'll see where it goes. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you here that that that's probably the most likely situation is that Alex Smith finds the field in the next three weeks or so. Well, and the, if he the, can stay upright, he's gonna be the the leader in the clubhouse here. And I, and I think the writing is on the wall. The fact that Haskins went from not one to two, but one to three yeah. in, in practices. Yeah, that's quite the, a statement. The Washington team, they, they have to have seen something in Alex Smith that he can potentially be on the field if Allen gets hurt. Or well, let me pose that question to you. Is it about Alex Smith or is it about Haskins? I think it's more about Alex Smith and his progression okay. than – Haskins not being able to do anything on the field. Um, I, I think it really is because what the, the, the Washington football team has invested in Alex Smith and uh, with all the rehab, I, I think they want to give him the chance. And I think based on what we've seen, he's getting there and they, they have had to have seen something over these last uh, few months that Alex Smith is almost back to where he um, uh, can really produce, and he's in that number two slot. slot. So it's a hell of a story, think, man. It, yeah, it is. If, if he can get on the field it, with that injury and in, in that uh, documentary where they showed his leg, I yeah. mean, it's going to be a phenomenal story for a, a comeback story. Okay, I've been making a list while we've been talking here. So this is where it gets us. We have 12 quarterbacks, 12 current starting quarterbacks that are at least a question mark right now. 12. Okay. Um, there's not a chance that there's a, sp a spot for all of them. Not a chance, right? Um, if we had to rank them, if you had to put this thing into a one through 10 of one, where one is gone and 10 is probably lives to see the day. Okay. You can just grade them. Just grade each player off the top of your head. Ready? Matt Ryan. Mm, five. Matt Stafford. Five. Phil Rivers. Three and a half. Yeah, he's gone. Garoppolo. Two. Wow. Minshew. Two and a half. 
Sam Darnold. Mm, I'll go four. Yeah, I'd go lower on that. I think based on our talk, he stays and has to deal with a purge year. Daniel Jones. Um, five. Derek Carr. 50 50. Um, probably a three or four. Yeah, it's I think probably three is probably right. Cam Newton. I'm going to go five on that one based who, on what we just who knows at this point. Yeah. Drew Brees. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go seven on him. You think he's back? I do. I think they can maybe get one more out of him. We'll see how his arm holds up the remainder of the season, but right now, if I had to say something, I'll say seven. Carson Wentz. Actually, I'm going to go um, like eight, eight and a half. I think he stays. I think they got to see where they can go at least for another year. I understand that. Big Ben? I'll go five on that one, 50-50. By the way, I have to add two more. There's actually 14. (laughs) Nick Foles. Uh, I'll go eight. You think he's the starting quarterback next year? Or you think he's on the roster? No, I think he, I think he's on the roster. Okay, and I don't think he'll be moving. And of course, Dak. Oh, I think that's going to be uh, realistically. I mean, one, we've t- we've talked about him at like three teams. Yeah, we have. I, I, I'm going to go like one and a half, two. You think he's gone? Think, you think he's done in Dallas? I do. I oh, do. Wow. I think. I think. I think he's going to be on a different team next year. I think everything Jerry has said is just leverage is just, I want to have the power right now. I think he loves him. And I I don't think there's a chance Dak leaves, but it's certainly fun to think about it. (laughs) It is. I mean, Dak going to the, you know, the longtime rival 49ers and putting them over the edge. There's so many options. I want to go back to one of our first conversations to finish this off because I I actually almost forgot him here. Let's say we both agree that Foles stays on this roster. But the Bears have to upgrade that, right? The The Bears have to be. The two teams that I believe are successful teams right now that are going to upgrade their quarterback next year are the 49ers and the Bears. Super similar situations right now. So, I mean, is that Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford right there? I mean, did we just solve the puzzle? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, what, like I said, some of these teams, they, they need to take a chance. I get the assets and you, you want to have your draft picks, but, yeah. you know, some of these teams, they, they, they've, they've got to they've gotta take a chance. Something has to give because now this is the second iteration, second off season we're going to have with a plethora of veteran quarterbacks. And it really did not work out this past off season. Andy Dalton's Dax backup at 3 million max Cam Newton. We, we all know his contract. It can max at seven ish, you know, as the starter for new England, Joe Flacco is going to get a chance to start this week for a jets team that shouldn't even be playing the, in the NFL right now. I mean, 
you know, the veteran situation is bad. It's it's bad, and it's going to get worse. I think Rivers is a retirement. I think Breeze is a retirement, so you can probably take them off the list. Ben, I mean, Ben's not going somewhere else. Neither of us think that, right? It's going to be extension or retirement, right? Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Um, You know, that probably leaves Derek Carr out unless you're correct in your Giants bridge assessment. You know, if he's maybe the a fill-in quarterback for Daniel Jones, but even that seems reckless from a financial perspective. He's probably out in terms of a starting job. What happens with Garoppolo if the 49ers move on? Does no does nobody think he's an upgrade to their current situation? Hmm. I mean, is he thrown into the Jets fire? You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll land somewhere because someone's gonna but want. But probably not to start, right? He'll he'll be competing. So yeah, does he go I from, agree. He goes from the 2019 Super Bowl to a backup role. <laughs> I mean, th- that's where we're at right now. That, that's that's we what I'm, that's why we're having this conversation. That the outlook is so bleak for most of these veteran quarterbacks. It, it, it's kind of crazy and it's kind of it's kind of terrifying. You know, I don't want a league full of rookies. I don't. I love to be able to root for Aaron Rodgers for 15 years. You know, that's there's something to that. You, you want to be able to hold on to that and something to, and to kind of look for every single year. So I'm hoping this kind of turnover isn't going to be, you know, a thing of the new game and that this is just a cyclical thing that so many rookie quarterbacks worked out that half the league is full of them now. And by next year, you know, maybe three quarters of the league is full of them. It's kind of where we're going. But we are. I hope this isn't a trend, is my point. I hope this is a an anomaly. This has been, just been two years where guys fall off of rosters and there's just no space for them to try again because that's a terrible situation to always have to restart and replenish. And unfortunately, that's a money thing. That's a, It's a hard cap thing where it's better to go down and try to, wi- try to find lightning in a bottle than it is to take a chance on reviving Carson Wentz's career, you know? And that stinks. It stinks that Josh Rosen really never got a legitimate second chance, you know. But that was sort of the first chip to fall here. And I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more. You just mentioned how Haskins you think is never going to play again. That's crazy. But that's where we are. So, you know, it, it makes watching the next 10 weeks of football so much even more interesting because so many of these guys are playing for their lifeline. Yeah, I think I think this is a casualty of the rookie scale. Yeah, because of the controlled uh, financial compensation that teams have for yeah. essentially five six years, um, and we're we're now seeing the effects of it because it. I mean, this has been in place since 2011, so we're we're finally starting to see the effects of it now because of these extensions that are coming up with with. Uh, that teams have to do between Mahomes and then Lamar Watson, you know, Allen coming up. We're starting to see uh, teams, they'd rather take a chance at going up and drafting a quarterback that may be a stretch, like Josh Allen. The Bills went up, traded for him. They they drafted him. People thought he was so raw and and was going to be a huge developmental quarterback that they were going to have to deal with. And he's he's coming into his own at least, you know, four weeks through uh, this season and MVP talks and all of that. 
teams would rather take a chance on that than take a chance on a veteran, especially trading for a veteran that has a large cap um, that that's going to hurt their books. But I'm I'm hoping that eventually there is a pendulum swing backwards, and maybe these next few years, or even this upcoming season, maybe teams will take that chance on some of these quarterbacks and say, maybe they just need a new scenery. Maybe our coaching staff can help because we've seen it in some other, other leagues here. I mean, we've seen it in the NBA. We've seen it in baseball. We've seen it in um, hockey to a certain extent. So I'd like to see football in, in some of these teams take more chances as far as those trades, especially with the quarterback Um, but I don't know if that'll ever, ever happen because of the, the level of some of these college programs is so close to what some of these NFL teams are doing as far as scheming and, and, and development. And we're seeing quarterbacks that can go from not in draft conversation at all to going to the number one pick and seeing him flourish in, in Burrow flourish within these last few games that we've seen and teams see that they're going to just want to take their chances at that and have that control of these quarterbacks for five or six years, as opposed to bringing in these veteran quarterbacks. Yeah, it's a bad situation, but you're right. Until the rookies stop playing well, it's going to continue down this path. Two more things to get to quickly before we sign off here. Uh, and one is relevant to this quarterback talk specifically. So this the, the CBA that was ratified this March had a pretty big change in it in terms of the fifth-year option, and I want to lay it out here because it's going gonna, it's gonna to matter for some of these fringe guys we mentioned here today. So up until this year, the fifth-year option was exercised May 3rd of the year prior to, right? So so, in, for instance, the Bears had to decide on, on Trubisky's fifth-year option last May, okay? Right. This, this past May for 2021. They declined it, okay? Here's why it's, it's, a, it's the change is big. Had they accepted, had the Bears exercised Trubisky's fifth-year option because he was a 2017 draft pick, he would have qualified for the old rules, which means... It, that fifth-year option would be guaranteed for injury, but not fully guaranteed until March of 2021. That's the difference. The difference going forward now, starting this May, starting May next May 3rd, you know, with your Bakers, your Darnolds, your Allens, your Jacksons. The second they exercise that option now, fully guaranteed, set in stone, that money's going to the quarterback. It's a big change because it's going gonna, it's gonna to mean a lot more declines than exercises for a lot of these, these first-rounders. First if you're a fringe player, like, for instance, Darnold's a no right now. Dar- Darnold's an, a, a no, an absolute no. You're not going to lock in, you know, $20 million on a fifth-year option right now for Sam Darnold, fully guaranteed at the time of the exercise. So, you know, when you're thinking about these first-rounders, and obviously not just quarterbacks, anyone in the first round, that, that's a big change. The second big change is, is that every quarterback is not, or excuse me, every player at a position is not going to be compensated equally. So, for instance, right now, you know, anyone drafted in the Trubisky, Mahomes, Watson, you know, that first round as a quarterback, 
whatever the fifth-year option would have been for those players, it would have been the same for all three. That's not going to be the case anymore. It's now based on criteria. So if you're thinking about the quarterbacks I just mentioned, Allen, Baker, Darnold, and Lamar Jackson, they're going to get paid. Their, their fifth-year option is going to be valued based on four different levels. Okay, The top level being you've played 75% of your, sna- of your team snaps and you've made multiple Pro Bowls. I can't believe it, but Pro Bowls actually matter right now. I, I don't know why. They're so freaking, you know, generic. I mean, anybody can make a Pro Bowl, you know? It's crazy right now, but that's the criteria for the top-level top pay. That, that fifth-year option will be equal, essentially, to the franchise tag. That's big money. That is. Coming down, you know, you've made one Pro Bowl. You've paid 50% of your snaps. That's Tier 2. That's essentially a transition tag. Okay, and then level two would be we didn't make any Pro Bowls, but we did we did play some snaps. So that's your Darnold. Okay, that's your Darnold level right there. That's going to be a little bit lower version of the transition tag. It's based on, you know, either five through twenty five of the salary cap hits for at a position or three through twenty. You know what I mean? They kind of slide the scale Mm -hmm. a little bit. So it's a it's going to be a small change for a lot of these positions, but it's you know, they're not all going to be equal. And then the last level is. Didn't play any snap, didn't meet the snap requirements, didn't make any Pro Bowls. You know, that's going to be a lower number than, than it obviously would be. But generally speaking, that player's never going to get exercised as it is. So, two really big changes with these fifth year options. And like I said, that's not just the quarterback, that's any of the first rounders that have the fifth year available. There's new criteria now. The big one being if it's exercised, it's fully guaranteed that, that second. So, something to think about when you're, ta- when you're thinking about who might stick around on these teams. And how they might treat it, and, and 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 honestly, that should push more teams to extend players versus it should living yeah. on the fifth year option. So to me, that's a quality change by this in, in this CBA. Um, so something to think about as you're are, are those chair. metrics based on the year previous or it over is. the career? It is. It's in the time of the exercise. So okay. everything will be happening in 2020. So the 2020 values will factor into you know, Josh Allen's fifth year option. Mm-hmm. So you can look on our site at the rankings page and see the third through 25th highest paid players. What is the average? That's going to be the, the transition tag essentially that will, that will be handling the first tier and so forth. And I'll put a little article together that kind of explains this so that we can all kind of uh, calculate this together and understand where some of these guys might be living. Uh, last question for you is this. Will we be talking NBA offseason tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I think we will be Lakers. win. I, is, I, I would love to see Miami get another win out of it, but I do. I think the Lakers are going to seal the deal tonight. Any chance LeBron is not the MVP. He'll be the MVP. Zero, zero percent chance, right? Zero, zero percent chance. He'll be the MVP. Okay. My thanks to The Athletic. Visit theathletic.com slash track S-P-O-T-R-A-C, for 40% off your first year to Hit Parade. Follow these guys on Instagram, on Twitter. You will be inundated with <laughs> all the great stuff that they're handing out in these boxes. Get yourself a mystery memorabilia box at dacardworld.com. For Scott Allen, my name is Mike Gennetti. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Spot Trek Podcast. <laughs>